This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? Another show late. Yeah. What's, what's up go- with that? The show has been a complete train wreck for like the last month. Is it just because it's the end of summer or are we slowly becoming more retarded? Well, you know what? Okay. It's been late for the past four weeks and now it's like three days late this well, week. We have a good excuse. The reason it's three days late is because you went to that couples therapy retreat. Dude, you can tell everybody. I put it on the, I put it on the website. I was having hemorrhoid surgery. Yeah, you say hemorrhoid. It's couples therapy. I know your girlfriend That's just That's what I moved call in. my girlfriend. <laughs> I was having her removed. No, and so, okay, then that kind of brings up the It was point not here. couples therapy, by the way. I'm not going to let that It wasn't slide. couples therapy? No. Well, she, what was it then? It was, a, it was a, a work retreat, drinking fest. Did you go there with your girlfriend? No, she did not go. Okay, so I guess it wasn't couples therapy. Well, she was moving in this weekend, which is why she didn't go with me on the work-slash-drinking retreat. So wait, you didn't even help her move in? You're just drinking off in the woods somewhere with a bunch of your coworkers? She's moving into my apartment. She doesn't have, she just has her clothes. I helped well, her carry some boxes up. Come so th- this brings up the uh, lame excuse that we have for being a little lackadaisical as of recent with the podcast. So my girlfriend just moved into my studio apartment, which also is the uh, sick and wrong studio. And uh, Wackerly's girlfriend here just moved into his apartment. So now my own, but that makes us sound like total fucking retards. No, but what I'm like, like we, your girlfriend moved in. So my girlfriend moved in. Your girlfriend's been in here for like a month. Well, yeah, my my girlfriend's been here for a month. Yeah. There's nothing really to, it's just a coincidence. Yeah, it's coincidental, but what I'm saying, the reason I'm bringing this up is our schedules are now become haphazard and random because it's kind of not dependent upon, but it has a lot to do with the schedules of our significant others that are occupying our space. Mainly your girlfriend because you have to kick her out of the Sigrong studio. <laughs> yeah, no, she loves that. She really does. But no, dude, I mean, it's hard. It's like I've gone from, like, my girlfriend's been in New York for a few months, and I've gone from, like, you know, being free and single and just having my own space. I live and in that was when the podcast started to go off the track, is when you went to visit her. Exactly. Three weeks ago, I went to New York to go visit her. Next thing you know, she's moved into my place now, and now we, we can't do a rant, uh, like a scheduled podcast anymore. Yeah, you shouldn't have given her the dick so well <laughs> she wouldn't come back. You know, the problem is it's vaginas. We need them. For some reason, I, I guess we do. You know, I'm just not the type of guy that's satisfied with one of those like you know midsection fake pussies or the real dolls. I need a real one. Well, I've never actually had one of those, so I'm not going to pass judgment on myself quite yet. But, but for I, now, this seems to be working. So, so how's in the it, vagina department, an but, actual vagina? But how are you dealing with the living together situation? I know it's kind of a new thing for you, but how are you? How are you coping? It's all right. She's only been here for a couple days. So. Yeah, I give but you I've a lived week. With a girlfriend I give you a week till it's going to be pure shining. Well, I probably will. That's what <laughs> happened to my. Here. That's what happened to my last relationship, <laughs> where I lived with a girl for like three years, and it ended up with me, yes, act, you know, taking it. Is that the one you hacked? A- oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't catch her in the hedge maze. Actually, I got a little stiff. But come spring, I thought out, oh, but she was long gone. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did hack up that caretaker, though. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that guy couldn't get away. No, but, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's cool for the, because you're in that honeymoon period. So right now, you're going to be like, I'm getting laid regularly. This is great. But, you know, to I be honest. I give it a week till you go insane. But we've been dating for a long time, so. But how it's long really have you lived together? Yeah, it's not, but it's not so much a honeymoon. It's just, just a, like, yeah, okay, you haven't started to annoy me a lot yet. See, what I've what I've come to learn here after three weeks, it's the little things. It's the little things. <laughs> it's the that little happen. things that make it awesome or that make it suck, dude. So okay, I put powder on my balls. I like to put baby powder on my you balls. Flower your nuts. I flower my nuts. So the other day, so the other day, my girlfriend comes up to me. She's like, you know what? Can you do me a favor? I was like, what? She's like, can you powder your nuts in the bathtub rather than over the toilet? And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, every time I sit down in the toilet, I get up, I got a ring of white around my ass. It's good for your nether regions. Well, that's what I said. I was like, it's going to make you smell better. I was like, why are you complaining? Babies like it. It just, all it does is it gets rid of moisture. And moisture is where the smell. Keeps sm- me dry. Moisture is where the smells come from. Exactly. And that's but you ang- know what, dude? Baby powder in the bathtub, you know what the next step is? What? Sitting down to pee. I will and the not next sit down step to pee. Is you're gonna I be will shaving not. your balls for her. Dude, she makes me close the door now when I take a crap. That's how do you see the TV? Exactly. <laughs> I know. It's it's so what what I'm saying, it's, it's it's there's a lot of adjustment that's involved with living with your girlfriend. So you're gonna see it's the little things, the minutiae. They're going to drive you insane. Okay, Dad. But like I said, I lived with my last girlfriend for quite a while. I know I know exactly what it's like to go insane. What we're going to have to do is get a scheduled podcast day where we just kick the bitches out. That's what I'm saying. And we need to get that's our shit when we together. do the podcast. And we owe it to our fans. Bring out the pimp hand. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm going to get? Not the pimp hand. I'm going to get a taser. <laughs> I'm going to get a taser just like they, they tasered that kid in, uh, was it the University of Florida? I think it was. They said, yeah, UF. I guess that's using. That's the only state with an F, right? God, I'm so smooth with the segues. Right. So, yeah, well, you know, I, did you read that uh, story about the kid? It just happened today. This is like probably one of the most current pieces of news that we've done on this show in a long time. It's, uh, yeah, up to the minute. So, John Kerry was at the University of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Loser. Was that not the funny part? So John Kerry was giving a speech at the University of Florida, and surprisingly, quite a few students actually showed up. The auditorium is full. Who is the dickhead in 2007, the end of 2007, by the way, who's going to see John Kerry give a speech? Who cares what he has to say anymore? I mean, I'm not going left wing or right wing on this, but like, he lost a slam dunk election that he should have totally had. Because he's a wishy-washy pussy. Because he can't, refuses like, to make, take a stance. He can't fucking make take a stance. He think overthinks everything, and he just does. He doesn't have any balls. Yeah, you know, I would never ever go to see him make a speech. And ever. not to mention, I mean, he's just a horrendous looking man. I mean, he's hideous. Yeah, he has a banana head. Dude, he looks like he a looks Herman like a moon. Monster. He has he's a moon-shaped like... head. His chi- like a Jay Leno head. Yeah, but the fact that he and the lost... hair doesn't help. He's I got mean, that big George bouffant. Bush at the time, in like two thousand four, weren't weren't his poll ratings like the lowest of any president? And yet, Kerry still lost. Kerry had Bush outclassed on so many things. It's ridiculous. He actually was in Vietnam, decorated war hero. Fucked that up because he let them swift boat him without like yeah. he- hitting back hard. He is really smart, you know, he, whatever, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm getting at. 
That's because he hired someone with Down syndrome to be his campaign manager. His wife's kind of bitchy, too, you have to admit. Can you imagine hearing her voice on a regular basis? That Dude, the only reason he married her is... Czechoslovakian accent or yeah, whatever Yeah, but the only is. reason he married her is for the money. Heinz money? The ketchup oh, yeah, money? yeah, the ketchup money. Well, anyways, I guess, but you need to shut her up. I mean, But so anyway, this loser goes over to the University of Florida and is giving some speech about politics. And surprisingly, a vast number of students showed up to go attend this uh, this. A conference or symposium or whatever it was. Well, not only that, but some kid decides he's going to go to this John Kerry speech and stick it to the man. I don't know why he thinks John Kerry is the man all of a sudden, but uh, he's really putting his shit out on the line by fucking with John Kerry. So the student here is named Andrew Meyer. And uh, yeah, he actually went up to the podium to ask carry a question it turned out he like kind of had this rambling tirade and then yeah. was pulled off by the uh, florida police right and uh eventually tasered which is my favorite part of the video that we're about to play i um, I, I make a motion i want to put this into law can citizens just uh propose laws that can you know get voted on or something i guess like, the, a, like a ballot initiative like a citizen arrest <laughs> yeah i want to put i pr- pro- propose a law that anytime what's his name alan anthony what Andrew Meyer. Anytime Andrew Meyer's name is in print, there should it should be legally binding that they have to put in parentheses afterwards. Attention, whore, whose mommy didn't love him enough. Well, you know, I, you know, I can't fault him for that because this is a prime opportunity to go up and make an ass of yourself and get like worldwide recognition for it. I mean, if you ask Carrie a funny question about his face, like, dude, why don't you invest in Botox? Right. If your, had, your wife. If, I mean, if he had any sense of humor, but no, this dude is trying to take some political stance no, and make a point, which is a political stance that isn't even coherent. That's what I'm saying. If he was talented and funny, oh yeah, I'd be all up for it. You know, if he went up there and like this is like a Daily Show moment. John Kerry with a seltzer bottle or something. That'd be funny, or something even funnier than that. No, I mean, but he could have done something funny, and he had the platform to do something funny, but instead, he goes up there and asks some incoherent, rambling question, and then gets tasered like he should have. Well, so, why, don't, why don't we just listen to what he has Let's play to say. some of this audio. It's hilarious, people, and we, we'll post a link to the uh, video so you can actually see it yourself. All right, here we go. All right. Play, yeah, let's, let's roll this. And to continue to pile name upon name upon some wall in the future strategy that has failed. That's the distinction. Sir. I first and foremost want to thank you for your time. You spent a lot of time talking to us here today. I want to thank you for coming and being open and honest. Uh, you recommended a book to us earlier. I wanted to recommend a book to you. It's called Art Madhouse by Greg Palat. Yeah, I have it. Actually. Yeah, he's the top investigative journalist in America. I've already read it. And he says you won. <laughs> okay, uh, pause this for a second here. So, notice- I love that the kid... Is not listening to what John, John Kerry's answering his question, basically. He's saying, yeah, I read the book that you're trying to recommend to me. But this kid, that's what I'm saying. He's such an intention whore. He's just up there to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Aren't there any other rebellious college kids in this in this crowd that can, like, whip a fucking like trapper at his question? head or something? Oh, well, yeah, well, I was talking about throwing something at his face. But no, what I'm, what I'm saying is, like, so the guy's presuming... That uh, or assuming that uh, John Kerry has not read this book, John Kerry isn't George Bush. Like, right. John Kerry actually reads other books than the Bible. He's also a U.S. senator who's what fifty late fifties. No, this kid's what twenty three and in college. Yeah, you know what? Guess what? John Kerry is better read than you. Yeah, he's he's more well read than you. Okay, I'm sorry, but at the same time, it's like okay, so this kid's in college. He probably got he took his first poli sci course. Yeah, definitely. and you know, and and read. 
you know, whatever, Anne Rand's Fountainhead for the first time. And he's just like, so have you ever read Fountainhead? You know, it's just like all of a sudden he's like filled with these like politically rebellious notions. The biography of Malcolm X. Yeah. It really touched me in a deep, deep white way. Yeah, <laughs> Reading like, about Malcolm X growing up and, you know, his whole Muslim thing. That's all. That's me. That's I just read Che me. Guevara. And uh, I just want to say, it's just like, dude, okay, John Kerry's been to college. Yeah. You know, He's John- been to Cuba. You yeah. know? <laughs> It's like, well, what is this guy? I mean, how presumptuous can you be? And uh, I mean, this dude is just this arrogant college student that's basically going up there because he's a glory hound. Well, he's definitely worldwide famous. And you can now. hear John Kerry just kind of mumbling, well, I've already read that. I've yeah. already read that. I have no idea how to dominate somebody in a public speaking forum, so I'm just going to let you go on and on and on and yeah, on. And, so and I'll he- go on and on and on and on. You know, that's the thing. John Kerry needs to grow a spine or a sack and both. Yeah, and and just tell this kid, "What's your question, kid?" Yeah. yeah. Okay. He needs to say, "Give me your question." These people came here to see me talk. You can give me a short question or you can sit the fuck down. You that's just, what John Kerry should have said. Dude, Joe you don't Biden, let somebody just fucking filibuster you unless they're also a senator. That's the only venue where that works. But this just shows why John Kerry lost the presidency. Yeah, this, exactly. Just this, this YouTube Case video. Point. Exactly. And, you know, Joe Biden never would have stood for this. Oh, Joe Biden Joe- would have just been like, he would have been shoving his fist up that kid's ass. <laughs> In a non-sexual way. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm talking metaphorically here. <laughs> All right, let's play the rest of this. Well, the funniest part is coming up, obviously. Oh, the taser. I love that. I love that part of this video. Scorsese couldn't even direct it that well. Isn't that amazing? You won in 2004. In fact, there were multiple reports on the day of the election of disenfranchisement of black voters in Florida and Ohio. I'll ask my question. Thank you very much. I'll ask my question. So people are interfering here. The cops are trying to drag them off the podium. I don't believe the cops are up yet. I think right now it's still the uh, ushers or whatever. This dude must be hilarious at parties. For the past three years, he's been talking about the same bullshit. This kid's probably got late in college. Uh, not at all. I mean, seriously. Probably Big zero times. Goose egg. I mean, from the sound of his voice, it's like he hasn't even figured out how to masturbate yet. <laughs> Leaves him with that tension. I don't even understand what he's trying to tell him to do. Thank you for cutting my mic. Thank you. So So he's asking him if he was in the skull and bones, you know, that like secret society that Bush was in in Yale. Whatever, dude. It's just some grab ass fucking fraternity that people like this make out to be. uh, What's that other thing they always talk about? The Illuminati. Yeah, it's some some kind of secret order here. Right. And the same people who are like worried about the contrails in the sky are fucking poisoning us. Pretty much. Put your fucking tinfoil hat back on and go back in your bunker. The skull and bones, if you had enough money, you could get into skull and bones. It's a rich person's grabas society. Even by fraternity standards, it's probably pretty lame. It's at Yale. Right. Yeah, it's got to be lame. Yaleys. So this is my favorite part. People listen to this this part of the uh, YouTube video here. He's getting dragged off the podium while protesting, and then the best part, he gets tasered. Excuse me, what are you arresting me for? Whoa, 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 whoa. Is anybody whoa, 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 whoa. Everyone's clapping because they're dragging him down. It's hard to say if they're clapping because they're dragging him down or because he's resisting out What 
one of the funniest parts is all these cops are women. <laughs> just totally manhandling this dude. Yeah, no, it's like four female cops just pulling him off and like pulling him down to the ground while the whole time he's screaming. See, I would have been like cheering. Dude, if I, if I was in that crowd, I would have tried to get at least a couple Texas stomps in. <laughs> He's screaming help. Save me from the female cops. This was so funny. I'm sorry. Oh, he's completely famous now. You know? This is uh, this is when this by at least 15 days. It's beyond 15 days. It's a publicity sign. And listen to Carrie in the background. I'm not interested. I'm just going to continue on here, unfortunately. Getting his ass whipped by some lesbian police officers. <laughs> Now, here's a couple male cops come in. shrieking at the end that anytime anything happens like there's a protest and something goes around like if you're protesting isn't your goal to be like thrown in jail or you know you're supposed to be you're trying to come up against resistance well, he's making right? a That's scene though point. but he's making a scene but what i'm saying is anytime one of these things happens like a protest and there is a confrontation there's always that like you know Smelly patchouli oil, like big beer gut woman with Buck open hair. A headlock, like, oh like hair coming out of her pits. America, what's going on? Stop it! I can't believe you! It's like, what the <laughs> fuck did you come out here for, lady? No, but you know that these people, like that girl's acting like it's Kent State. You know, it's just like, you know, know. the cops aren't wearing riot gear. I tell you and, what, you that's know, what we need is another Kent State. No, seriously, dude, if I had a taser, I would have been tasering that kid in his eyeball. <laughs> I mean, he's just an idiot. Yeah, he's really annoying. You know, it's just like the kid deserves to be tasered. And the worst part about it, it just shows the fecklessness of carry he's just he's ineffectual and he's worthless you right. can hear him in the background just oh well we probably should sit down and uh let me continue on okay it's just like <laughs> shut up you know i mean if, if on jo- two points he should have first of all he should have told the kid to shut the fuck up when he just started talking and talking and talking just cut him off he's a politician yeah, I and mean- then he should have taken control and told the cops it's okay i don't mind this kid you know if he'll just let me answer his question and carrie has a mic He's a politician who t- speaks for a living. He should have been able to talk this kid down. If he can't handle a situation like that, how can he handle Al-Qaeda? Or uh, the dinner jacket. <laughs> no, but I mean, seriously, Kerry should have used this opportunity to come in and step in and be like, all right, listen, let him go. He's just asking a question and maintain order here. Right. But instead, he just kind of let, let the kid get tasered. Right. But then keeps talking very quietly. Well, it's all good. <laughs> well, it's all going on. Excuse do you think Kay, Do you think Carrie even has a Secret Service outfit surrounding him anymore? No, dude, and I don't even know why we're even talking about it. it doesn't matter. He's a three year old has been. 
I know, point. but it's I guess just he's like, still in the Senate, but who gives a fuck? That's what I'm saying. You know, I'm surprised that like the Secret Service didn't just try to drag him out of there or something. But I guess the Secret <laughs> Service probably doesn't even care. No, the Secret Service looks at this and just like, what? This is nothing. This is cheesecake right here. Nothing is happening right now. All I can say about it is at least he didn't get caught having sex in the bathroom at the Minneapolis airport. <laughs> if he was in the men's restroom soliciting sex, this would be an embarrassment. This just basically is an attest, attest to like his ineffectuality. He's just useless. Right. It basically just proves what everybody realized, I guess. I mean, during the election. Yeah, but you voted for him, didn't you? Yeah, I did actually. Yeah, so did but, I. He's but what so better the than fuck, Bush. dude? <laughs> Not for the reasons everybody else. The reason I can't vote for Bush has nothing to do with his, uh, you know, general right wing policies. It's that he's a Bible beater. Yeah, like that. I, I can. I'm never voting for a Bible beater. No, that's I'm never exactly... voting for somebody who says their favorite book is the Bible. Yeah, or their best friend is Jesus or whatever. No, I, I couldn't. Yeah, honestly, ethically, I couldn't have the been... Easter Bunny. <laughs> I couldn't like live with myself if I actually voted for that man and he got in the White House. Right. And so, yeah, I, I couldn't care if he's, like, starting wars left and right. No, the that's... fact that he, the Bible's his favorite book, m- to me, makes him bin on candidate. Not going to get my vote. No. Single issue voter here. But all in all, people will post that video because it's hilarious. I just say the kid deserved it. In fact, he deserved much worse. Right. You would have tasered him in the eyeballs. What you're I guess he or has, maybe on the nuts. I, you know, I read that he has a website. That I'm uh, sure he has a website. He has a website, and he's pulled other stunts. Yeah, in the which past. just proves that this was all. This was designed to provoke confrontation. No, exactly. So it's bullshit Why when he, he says that I'm help? not doing anything. Why are you doing this? Help, help. That's all a big fucking act, and he's a phony. Well, exactly. I mean, if he wasn't trying to cause some huge scene. He would have just walked off the podium right. and then walked out. Yeah. And like was escorted out. Instead, he's screaming, help me, <laughs> like a big baby. God. Asshole. God. Although I do love the sound of the taser. That is a good sound. It's music to my ears. <laughs> well, I, listen, I have it on a loop that I listen to when I'm going to sleep. Fucking hippies. <laughs> well, people, this is episode uh, 88 here of Sick and Wrong. Quick recap from uh, last week's show, episode 87. I did a story about uh, how skinheads party with... Um, the uh, severed hands of homeless people. Oh, yeah. Uh, you did a story about a plastic surgeon who worked from home. And a listener sent in a story about a Chinese human pincushion. It was actually rather close. I think we gave five stars to the Chinese human pincushion. That was a pretty badass story. Because, yeah, it was a pretty badass story. Well, as you can imagine here, the listener did win, came in with 86 votes, but I had a close 74 votes. Apparently, a uh, few people could relate to my story as well. And now, uh, actually, you came in with a... Uh, they were skinheads? You got a bunch of skinhead votes? <laughs> no. Oh, that's how we party. No, B-Y-O-H. <laughs> bring your hand. <laughs> no, I think a lot of fans could relate how skinheads are just assholes. And so they thought, you know, the fact that they bring severed hands to um, parties, you know, they're assholes. And okay. that's why they voted for yeah, them. But I anyway, have skinhead I came in with 74 votes, so it was kind of close. But... Aubrey, the listener, you did win, and uh, we're going to send you a sick and wrong care package, like we tend to do. Pubes. Well, people, you know the way sick and wrong works. Uh, Wackerly and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. We present them here on the show. Audience votes. Winner gets a case of beer. And uh, if the listener wins, then the uh, listener gets a sick and wrong care package. We do use a uh, listener submission. So uh, please send your articles to sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com. Well, actually, I think I started episode 87, so uh, why don't you kick off episode 88?
All right, I got a short one because, frankly, I just don't even want to be here today. <laughs> but I think it's good. You know, I've been meaning to talk to you about your attitude. Just today. It's, we're late. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not the day I'm normally used to do with podcasts, but I think it's good. You want to get back home to your girlfriend? Just snuggle. <laughs> just cuddle. Dude, I'm not going to cut Hold into me. our snuggle time. <laughs> I'm jealous, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, well, anyways, I think it's good, but it's short. Uh, a man's body from the Detroit suburb of Melvindale was discovered Monday by workers from a shopping center near his home. Where's Melvindale? I don't know. <laughs> it's got a, it's Actually, you know what? Though, outside that, of Detroit. Yeah. It's I don't in, think um, anything's there. It's in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, is anything there? Is what, there are any venues or anything? Is it near hell, Michigan? The Melvindale dump or something? I don't know. Well, anyways, there's some ground, groundskeepers from this shopping center. The Fairlane Green Shopping Center uh, at Outer and Fairlane Drive discovered the body shortly before 11 a.m. on a Monday. That's not a good Monday morning. You're still sort of slacking, trying not to do any work at 11 a.m., and you find a body. It's just after the weekend. You don't feel like doing real work. Or maybe it is kind of cool. (laughs) Maybe throw your routine off. But what were they, workers, sanitation workers? Groundskeepers for the mall, sounds like. So they're just sitting there driving their little mowers, and next yeah. thing you know, they come upon a body. Yeah, they feel a bump. <laughs> well, it's got to be uh, something you could tell the wife. <laughs> Alan, yeah. I like, mean, dude, they probably like, don't have many work stories. Right, you're right. I mean, you cut the grass every day, you take the trash out of the bin. Saw some, some kids smoking some pot. <laughs> That's, That's about every it. week. Yeah. Well, this week, they got to tell this story. An Allen Park deputy police officer was called to the scene. Uh, his name's Chief Dale. <laughs> um, and he said roughly, a roughly six-foot-tall guillotine was bolted to a tree and included a swing arm. <laughs> Covert, that's the guy's name. His name's Dale Covert. Covert said police also found several store receipts detailing the materials used to assemble the device. Wow, now that's creative. I guess, are the receipts just scattered about? Or is it in some type of a scrapbook? Is it in some type of a do-it-yourself manual that he left behind? Why does the guy carry the receipts around with him? Unless he just built it that day. I think he just went and bought the stuff and built it. But you'd think, you know, every place you go nowadays, they give you a receipt. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't want to, you know, steal a joke from Mitch Hedberg, but I will. You know, you go to buy a donut and they give you a receipt for the donut and you're like... I'm just going to eat it, dude. I don't need this fucking receipt. I'm not going to return this. If you're about to kill yourself with a homemade guillotine and, you know, you buy a two by four for the swing arm and they, and it costs eight bucks and they give you the receipt, you'd think you'd just be like, you keep that. (laughs) (laughs) Even if this two by four snaps in half, I'm going to come and get another one and I'm not going to ask for my money back. (laughs) I'm not going to need this. I'm going to donate to Ace Hardware. Save the tree. So it must have been for as a habit. He kept the receipts, and they're scattered about his uh, decapitated corpse, apparently. Uh, the uh, cop says, I can't even tell you how long it must have taken him to construct. The, the, uh, you know, the craftsmanship must have been just amazing. I wonder if like. this guy was a carpenter. Does it say what he did for a living? He's at least a hobbyist, because it sounds like this thing was really well built. I wouldn't even know where to begin with building a uh, guillotine. Neither would I, but I would assume you can go to the library. 
Or the internet. <laughs> or the internet. The internet in the library. I mean, I guess it's not that complicated. It's like, what, a big, like, razor? Or, it's not a razor, like well, a the big ones, blade. The, the ones you see about, you know, when you read about the French Revolution, it kind of, like, comes straight down through the chute. But it sounds like this was more like of a swinging axe-type device. Maybe something, you know, we're not so familiar with, but probably at some time... Like a booby trap. Like something in a Chuck Norris movie. I just think maybe at some point in history, maybe this was a popular design, but where it just hasn't sort of... Weathered the weathered the years uh, as being well known guillotine design. Yeah, I've I've never heard of it. This man was obviously very determined to end his life. Is another comment from the uh, the the police chief there. According to investigators, the man had to make several trips to carry the wooden and metal parts to the area in the woods. So he planned this out. He's meticulous. I can see where you get all the stuff like the rope, the boom arm, but where do you get that giant blade? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking. You ever go to the meat Home counter? Depot? Yeah, well, you ever go to the meat counter in the deli and they've got that big slicer? <laughs> they got to get those blades somewhere, right? That's what I would use. Um, and the, to end the story, they said that the guy lived within walking distance of the spot, so he didn't drive out to some idyllic field or you know some lakeside area, which is probably where I'd want to cut my own head off. So- Peaceful sounds of nature. He went to like the field next to the strip mall. So this reporter kind of did a half-assed job. They didn't even go into detail about this guy's history. Does he have a wife and kids? Oh, wait, though. You is know he an why? alcoholic? You know why? Because this is the greatest part, and I completely believe in this. The man did not leave a suicide note. And no I think, suicide note. And that's awesome, because suicide notes are homo. Why? How so? Because it's always some sob story, and you're talking about this girl that, like, snubbed you, or all the girls that snubbed you throughout your life, and nobody fucking cares. The reason you killed yourself is because nobody fucking cares. You think because you wrote it down on a note, now people are going to care? No. Yeah, but, you know, at the same time, it's your last chance to get revenge. But why... What kind of re- word, verbal revenge, well, let, prose revenge? What's that supposed to mean? Let's say you hated your father, and you could be like, well, I'm doing this because my father molested me for all these years. Oh, good. that's a good point. You know, post-mortem blackmail. Post-mortem. What would you call it? It's not really post-mortem blackmail. Post-mortem revenge, really. Revenge from beyond the grave. Implication. And yeah. It's always going to be your word or, versus his, and you're dead You know now, that so. one high school principal you hated? <laughs> Right Touch there. me in the butthole. And then the, uh, you know, the details of the letter is going to be all over the news. Yeah, that's right. You could well, be like, you know, yeah. my wife's a slut. She had sex with like half the town <laughs> and then name all the dudes. That's probably true. <laughs> I don't know. I w- what I would do is I would blame someone like Don Knotts or something or Scott Bayo. Okay. Well, this goes back to kind of what we were talking about before. If it's a comedic note, I'm for it. I'm just not for the, you know. The melancholic sobbing. The I'm dead pity party bad emo poetry note. That's what I'm against. Yeah, or they have like a biblical quote or something in there. Anything, or or a picture of their, you know, miscarried fetus or something like that that they're sad about. You know, he was probably pissed that John Kerry's so ugly. (laughs) (laughs) The blade was shaped into the profile of John Kerry's head, actually. So I'm going to have to give that a bonus point for creativity. I mean, the guy could have just jumped off a bridge. You know, he could have hung himself in his basement. Yeah, I think medieval device-inspired suicide ranks pretty high in my book. You know, since it's just a suicide, I was going to give it two stars. But since he actually did something creative, well, since he did something creative, I'm giving it three. Okay. Uh, I'm giving it four and a half because I think it's badass. Four and a half. Yeah. And it's inspired me when I commit suicide. I'm going to build myself an Iron Maiden and shut myself in it. Are you going to leave a note? Tapped no. it, like strapped outside. No, I'm not that funny of a writer, so no <laughs> note.
<laughs> well, we'll see what the sick and wrong audience has to say about that one. I'm going to p- have a picture of my own spread open crack. It <laughs> just says, goodbye world. <laughs> Taped to the very front of the Iron Man. I wonder how the reporter would report on that. Well, uh, he had a picture of his anus. They better outside report the it Iron verbatim <laughs> with a picture in the paper. Well, so my article here for uh, episode 88 is going to kick the shit out of that one. We'll Literally. We'll see. So, uh, Wackerly, when's the last time you got in a fight? A real fight? High school. In high school? Yeah. Did you get your ass kicked? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was trying to think of the last black time. Black eye. I mean, nothing big, but black eye, swollen cheek, that sort of thing. But I mean, was it a fisticuffs, fair to fair, man to man fight? Did his friends jump in, or is it just you, mano a mano? Uh, his friends didn't jump in, but like he his could mom? fight, and I was a big pussy, oh. <laughs> so it wasn't like I got in a bunch of blows. Yeah, I it got my. Go, it didn't go on for a half hour like some Steven Seagal thing. It was over pretty quickly. Yeah, I got my ass kicked in high school a couple times, a couple times in college, but uh, the last time I think I got my ass kicked was uh, in Chicago at um, our friends' mutual friends' wedding. Uh, I don't even know. I was so drunk. I just remember getting tossed outside by the bartender. Tossed, we were at some bar. I was wasted. He tossed me outside. It was cold, too. Tossed me outside on the ground. I got up and kind of like, I think I tried to rush him, and he just punched me in the face once. Was I here at this what? I think you were inside drinking because no one came to my aid. <laughs> Not that I would, even if I was sober. Yeah, I just remember like I woke up, and I had like a headache, and there was like a little blood splatter coming out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was probably the last time I got in a fight. But this story here that I'm doing is about a fight at a bar, similar to mine, but much worse. This is also timely, though. I don't want to steal your thunder, but football season just started. Yes, football, and that is exactly the root of this fight here, is about football rivalry. Yeah, and it so, can get pretty intense. You know, it always amazed me. I went to a Big Ten school, University of Michigan, as did you. Yeah. And, you know... I never even went to a football game. I couldn't care less. I really couldn't. I mean, it does not even matter to me if Michigan wins a title or not. It just, I really don't care. I, I guess, like the football. I mean, that might be because I follow synchronized swimming. but um, Different strokes for different <laughs> folks. <laughs> no, but okay. Football, you know, football dominates a university. And yeah, I've watched a few games. I don't mind watching games. Play football in high school. But dude, I'm not going to go get in a fight with another dude because of a football team. No. Especially if I didn't attend the university that we're fighting about. Yeah, but sometimes those are the biggest, most rabid fans, you have to admit. Always amaze me. So this story here occurred in Oklahoma City, which apparently Oklahoma is a huge football state. The whole South football's, I mean, Michigan football's a big deal. But in the South, it's like the second religion underneath, you know, Baptist. Is it just because they're just bored? I mean, it's they have nothing hot. better to do than drive around their trucks and drink. They like throw to their eat barbecue and drink lots of beer. I think it's... They like to rut. There's multiple reasons, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So, to some Oklahoma football fans, there are things that just aren't done in the heart of Sooner Nation. I guess it's the Oklahoma Sooners. Is that right. Oklahoma University? Yeah. And one of them true. is to walk into a bar wearing a Texas Longhorns t-shirt. 
So apparently, I guess there's a huge rivalry between the Sooners and the Longhorns. Makes sense. They're right yeah. in the same area down U- there. University of Texas, University of Oklahoma. So that's exactly what touched off a bloody skirmish that left a Texas shirt-wearing fan nearly castrated and an Oklahoma fan facing aggravated assault charges that could put him up into prison for uh, five years. The case has set off a raging debate in this football crazed region about the extreme passions behind a bitter rivalry. <laughs> and so at University of Michigan, we had a uh, major rivalry between uh, Ohio State and Michigan State. Right. Those which are the was, two uh, big the, ones. The, the two big ones. But ser- seriously, I never saw any fights about it. If someone showed up wearing a rival school, you might give them some gentle ribbing, maybe uh, – throw your beer at them there were fights but that's i mean they're just drunken fights like people are drunk and they fight it doesn't really have that much to do with the football teams but you know i can understand if you're fighting okay reasons to fight i can understand if you're fighting over a girl like let's say that dude fucked your girlfriend yeah you're gonna fight over that let's say someone's trying to rob you you're gonna fight but whether your team wins or loses in a football match i i don't understand i guess maybe you're really drunk yeah, but I don't think this is even over a specific game. This is over just representing with your T-shirt with the colors of the Sooners in the or no the other way around the colors of the Longhorns in a bar that's you know purely red and white or whatever the Sooners colors are something like that. So according to police, 32-year-old Texas fan Brian Christopher Thomas walked into uh, Henry Hudson's Pub in Oklahoma wearing a Longhorns T-shirt. He quickly became the focus of football trash talk. From another regular, 53-year-old Oklahoma fan, Alan Michael Beckett. So you have a 32-year-old dude wearing the Texas shirt, and then you have 53-year-old Oklahoma fan, Michael Beckett, an old-timer, just starting the trash talk. Sometimes those old-timers are tough, though. They know moves that you might not know as a 32-year-old whippersnapper. Well, you know, so what the guy comes in, gets a beer, and he just hears some dude being like, Texas Longhorn faggot. I mean, what, what was, I bet you that's exactly what he heard. You think that's probably what happened? <laughs> I'd be amazed if that wasn't said. Trash talk. So uh, Thomas told police when he decided to leave the bar, I guess the trash talk was getting a bit heavy here, he went to the bar to go pay his tab. Beckett, the 53-year-old, grabbed him in the crotch, pulled him to the ground, and wouldn't let go. <laughs> Even as bar patrons tried to pull him off of Thomas. When the two men were separated, Thomas looked down and realized the extent of his injuries. And this part is going to make you sick. He could see both of his testicles hanging on the outside of his body, outside of his scrotum. He was wearing a pair of white shorts, which made it that much worse. First of all, who wears white shorts to the bar? (laughs) And a Texas Longhorns t-shirt. Maybe a Texan? I guess. But what I don't understand, that dude must have had a hell of an iron grip. Yeah. I mean, but instead, but what cracks me up about this Old is dudes, I told instead you. of throwing a punch at the guy or trying to choke him out or wrestle or something that you normally do in fights, he just goes straight for the nuts. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. These old guys have moves that you don't expect. They're wily. But, dude, I mean, he must have pulled hard to have your scrotum rip open so your nuts are hanging outside of your body. Yeah, well, he pulled him to the ground, right? It took more than 60 stitches to close the wound, and uh, police interviewed Thomas. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, when police interviewed Thomas in a nearby hospital emergency room. Beckett, the uh, assailant here, his attorney, concedes that his client commented about Thomas's shirt, but said it was just good-natured ribbing, and that he apologized to Thomas when it appeared to upset the Texas fan. It's just some good-natured nut-grabbing. Later, the lawyer said Thomas approached his client at the bar and threatened him. And this is my favorite part here. So the attorney's like... My client's a little man, 
And this guy, Thomas, is 30 to 40 pounds bigger than him. He's bigger, stronger, younger, and faster. And he aggressively leaned in and touched my client, threatened to beat him up. My guy was defending himself and just took control of the situation. Uh, that sounds like bullshit. Dude, how is going for the ball grab defending yourself? Well, it's a submission hold. Yeah, but you, okay, you know what? I'm not saying I wouldn't fight dirty. If I'm going to fight, like if I get into a fight with some big, huge guy, yeah, I'm probably going to try to kick him in the nuts. Yeah. I don't know if I necessarily grab the nuts and no. pull. No. Probably not. Maybe a quick punch. Yeah, I don't really I don't want my hand like a to... Like Van Damme punch or something to the balls. <laughs> yeah, I don't want my hand to remain in any guy's nutsack region. Yeah, dude, I just I just wouldn't want to be Especially that if he has white someone. shorts on. <laughs> I don't understand. Did he go under the shorts to grab it? Or did Behind he just kind of go through the shorts? Or what? where's the cock in this scenario? <laughs> you grab the whole package or just the nuts? Was he doing it from behind, the, like a the reach penis, around? Does the penis rest gently along your wrist <laughs> when you're doing this move? This guy needs to open up a dojo and teach these techniques. So Thomas's attorney disputes Beckett's version of the story. He says... That's total malarkey. I love that quote. <laughs> Bollocks. <laughs> when a lawyer uses that, you know he means it. My client never said a word to him. He got up to pay, and when he paid and left the tip, the guy just grabbed him and ripped his balls off. Beckett apparently is a 53-year-old church deacon, federal <laughs> auditor, and yet this, former Army combat veteran. I think he learned the ball grab maneuver in Nam. Yeah, that sounds like a Nam move. <laughs> and he pled not guilty, which yeah. I don't even understand. You have witnesses trying to pull you off, and you're not letting go of the guy's nuts. Yeah, but dude, the other witnesses are his fellow Oklahoma Sooners fans. <laughs> They're not going to turn him in. Yeah, I guess. Uh, like Beckett and Thomas, many fans of the two college squads never attended either university. But they have come to identify so closely with these teams that they attach banners to their cars, wear team colors on game day, and even have programmed their car horns to play fight school fight songs. I'm sure there's some Oklahoma Sooners tattoos in that crowd also. Yeah, tearing out of the flesh. But, you know, dude, you automatically, like, when you see someone driving around with, like, college banners on their cars, wearing team colors on game days, you're just kind of like, dude... I understand you have a hobby, but you know, there's, <laughs> you just don't care about getting laid. Is watching sports a hobby? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just don't understand. I guess it. once it gets to that level that you're collecting merchandise. But what is it? Okay. So if you go to community college, why wouldn't you support the community college teams? They usually don't have teams. <laughs> I think that's why. Some of them do. I know there's the Fresno Bulldogs, a big football team in a community college. It always cracked me up, though. When you go to Michigan, you just see some dirtbag with a mullet wearing a University of Michigan shirt. It's like I always go up to him like, so you're a fellow alum as well. What year did you graduate? Go Wolverines. Michigan neurosurgery on his shirt. <laughs> So Dallas police sergeant here, Andy Harvey, said it's not uncommon for fights to break out between fans of the two schools. People are passionate about their teams and their universities, and that's a good thing. But when you mix a real passionate sports fan and then get a little alcohol in there, sometimes it's not a good mix. Sometimes. Sometimes it's good. But <laughs> sometimes it's not. It's a glass half full, half empty type thing. I don't know. So all in all, on the sick and wrong star scale, the guy did rip his nuts out of the scrotum. And left stitches. them hanging. 60 stitches. I'm giving it four stars. I'll give it four stars, but you think you're going to kill with this story, and I have to beg to differ, but you know, you know why? Because it's been done before. No, because I think our 
UK fans are going to hear this story and they're just going to be like, yeah, well, whatever, mate. Uh, you know, it happens all the time over here. I've ripped up some bullocks myself. No, but doesn't this kind of stuff happen all the time with the uh, soccer or what they call the football soccer over there? You know, the Chelsea versus Man United and that sort of thing. I don't even know what the rivalries are. Yeah, I guess this is kind of a run-of-the-mill story in yeah. the UK because right. the UK fans tend to go around ripping bollocks off all the time. And I think they? they have lots of bars that like only you know one team's fan can kind of go to unless you want to have your balls so ripped you, out. Yeah, and if you walked into like the Liverpool you know, team's bar. With the whatever, wearing the chartreuse of the... <laughs> <laughs> the opposing team. <laughs> the Liverpudlian poodles or whatever. I don't know what the fuck they're called. From across town. You probably just... Ex- it's probably, You just expect to get your nuts ripped out. You probably just pull your pants down and just be yeah. like, rip away, boys. <laughs> I gotta get a beer, but let's get this over with. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I guess we'll see. Well, we'll have to see what the uh, sick and wrong listening audience has to say about that one. Personally, dude, the guy's nuts got ripped off. In America, that's foul. That's four stars in America. He's probably not going to like football anymore. No. I don't know. Maybe. He's, he's going to start watching women's tennis. He's going to have to start wearing a cup. <laughs> so um, our listener submission this week is a pretty good story. He's actually sent in by like eight different people, but uh, this guy was the first person to send a story in. So Rob uh, sent this uh, story here. He says in the subject tender of his email, torture and rat feces. Here's a great stabby story. Fun times with the family. So um, the story is no hate crimes charge, no hate crime charges in a West Virginia torture. You probably heard about this story. It was kind of mainstream for, I think, last week. Yeah, I think I did hear. So this happened in Big Creek, Big Creek, uh, West Virginia. Authorities decided Wednesday not to pursue hate crime charges in the kidnapping and week-long torture of a black woman. Instead, they went after suspects who are white on state charges that carry stiffer penalties. It's kind of surprises me. I thought hate crime was like the stiffest penalty. Usually it's an enhancement to another crime. So it's like if you would get five years for for a battery, if it's battery with a hate crime attached, then it might be like seven and a half years or something. So while federal civil rights or state hate crime charges remain an option, a state kidnapping count that carries a sentence of up to life in prison will provide the best chance for successful prosecution. So I think they're going for the stiffest penalty. That yeah, they kidnapping can. is pretty serious from what I understand. Yeah, as a practical matter, sentence to life, what else can be done? Six people face charges, including kidnapping, sexual assault, and lying to police in the torture of a 20-year-old woman at a remote hillside home in uh, Big Creek, West Virginia. And I don't know if you saw a picture of these people, but it was like a whole family. I mean, yeah. this is like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Or the hills have eyes. Yeah, it was like a whole family of these inbred, scary rednecks. They're missing some chromosomes amongst them. Dude, their their family's tree is just a stump. <laughs> I mean, you just look at them, you're like, okay, you can tell that everyone's related. What blows my mind about this story, though, is that the girl was actually romantically involved with one of the... Um, perpetrators here yeah yeah that's not a very good idea so uh the woman's captors forced her to eat rat feces choked her with a cable cord and stabbed her in the leg while calling her a racial slur uh they also poured hot water over her made her drink from a toilet i wonder if they gave her a swirly or they just made her drink from it a little bit of both probably and they beat and sexually assaulted her during a span of about a week she was not a random target either. She had a social relationship with one of the suspects, according to the prosecutor here, Brian Abraham. 
At one point, a suspect cut the woman's ankle with a knife and used the N-word in telling her she was victimized because she is black. It wasn't until an anonymous tip led Logan County Sheriff's deputies to the property on Saturday that her ordeal ended. Apparently, uh, the uh, mother here of this uh, wonderful family was sitting outside drinking a beer on the porch Uh, when a deputy came up and questioned her. And uh, in the background, I guess he saw this, uh, the victim limp toward the deputies, her arms outstretched, crying, help me. So the young woman remained hospitalized. The hospital declined to release any information about her condition. She had a previous relationship with Bobby Brewster, who is one of the six in custody. Bobby. He was charged in July with domestic battery and assault after a domestic dispute involving the same woman. So apparently she's, like, been involved with him. There's been charges in the past. There's a previous record here. But yet she goes back for more. Right. And this time, why don't it, y'all like my family, Jeanette? Well, they're fucking racist, <laughs> and they keep calling me, you know, the N word. Let's just say they're inbred. Yeah, they keep threatening to kidnap me. Oh, they ain't serious, Jeanette. So my come fav- on back to my house for Thanksgiving. This is my favorite part about the story. Is uh, yeah, they did torture her for about a week. But my favorite part of the story is the arrest records that go back several years for each of the assailants here. So police had had some familiarity with all of these individuals. And you're talking about two sons, their mother, a stepmother, and her daughter. Yeah. And they all had police records. Since 1991. these people have all been on Cops. (laughs) The TV, that (laughs) fine TV program. Cops could have a whole series just based on this family alone. Yeah, that's true. Since 1991, police have filed 108 criminal charges against each of the six people. They almost deserve their own reality TV program. So get this, Bobby Brewster, who's the uh, boyfriend of the victim here, his mother, Frankie Brewster, I don't think this has anything to do with that movie, Brewster's Millions. Or is Punky in there? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Punky's the other daughter. Yeah, okay. Um, The uh, mother here faced the most serious charge among them. She was charged in 1994 with first-degree murder, but pled guilty to manslaughter and wanton endangerment. She was released from prison in 2000 after serving five years in the death of an 84-year-old woman. (laughs) And yet, and dude, she served five years. That's it for manslaughter. No, yeah. uh, Frankie Brewster she probably had here, it coming. That eighty-seven-year-old bitch. In this case, Frankie Brewster, the mother, is charged with kidnapping, sexual assault, malicious wounding, and giving false information during a felony investigation. Her son, Bobby, 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 is charged with kidnapping, sexual assault, and malicious wounding. I guess uh, Brewster, this past March, was accused in criminal complaints of attacking his mother with a machete at her home. The outcome of those <laughs> The mother charges... who's involved in this crime? Yeah. So just this past March, Bobby doesn't seem to be like a really good kid. No. The family is fucked. Yeah. I, seriously. There's some just major, major problems going on here with this family. But there's just a whole list of just wrongdoing and just prior arrests. Uh, one, the uh, daughter who's uh, one of the six here, Alicia Burton, 23 years old, was accused of striking her boyfriend with a shovel and smashing the window of his car. <laughs> Charges are still pending. So apparently Bobby... I assume that's in the face. <laughs> so Bobby invited his girlfriend over, and the whole family's just like, you know what? Let's just have family fun time right now and torture this girl for a week. Some families have game night. <laughs> some families have torture week. I know. It's like some families sit around and play life. Yeah. You know, or uh, Monopoly. This is real life right here. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas this family's like, let's torture a black woman. Yeah. 
Why not? I don't know. Apparently, it's a popular game in the South. I, I think it's funny that they fed her rat feces, and it's like no surprise that there's rat feces available. <laughs> it's not like, I wonder where they got that. Well, yeah, they just scooped it up off the floor. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if she washed it down with a little bit of toilet water. Yeah, probably. I mean, they probably all drink from the toilet. So that, I mean, they're using it as a charge, but where else are you going to get water? It's the only running faucet in the home. Talk about people who should be castrated. Yeah. They should be forced to wear a Texas Longhorn shirt and walk marched into an Oklahoma Sooners bar. Yeah. Then see what happens. So on the sick and wrong scale, I mean, this girl was uh, tortured here for a week. She didn't die, but she did no. have to eat rat feces. Yeah. But I'm a little disappointed that uh, we haven't heard her side of the story. She's not talking. Well, that's going to deduct some points for me. So I'm giving it four stars. I'm giving it a three and a half. You're giving it a three and a half? You think you're guillotine stories better than this yes i do are right. you calling my judgment into question are you yes, calling I my am. opinion into question i think it's skewed logic well i stand by it three and a half we'll have to see what the there's, the fact, there's details missing yeah there are some major holes in this story here i want a blow by blow account like the diary of Anne of Frank, the torture from this girl <laughs> yeah i'm surprised she didn't have a cell phone and tried to call somebody well yeah. <laughs> minutes were up for that month. It is West Virginia. So we'll have to see what the uh, listening audience has to say about that. Go vote at uh, sickandwrongpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode 88 here at Sick and Wrong. The best variety. Internet radio. I-R-B. Well, uh, wackily, it's uh, towards the end of the show, and uh, we tend to get to listener email. We've got a couple emails here that I want to address. I know we're running out of time, but I'm... Um, Oh. We got one from uh, Brandon, also known as Die Hard, who is the um, kind of creator of our forum page, the Sick and Wrong Forum. Yeah. And uh, people, you can go check out the Sick and Wrong Forum. It's just click on the forum button on our website. He says, what's up? Some of the listeners, including Kendra, have suggested making her a fan clan section. I think Lance should put up an extra voting segment on next week's show, Vote Poll. Because I know, and he uses my real name here, Dave isn't capable of such a task. So they want to see what the listeners think about the idea. Okay, I got a problem here. I'm not a fucking Luddite. You know, I do work at a software company. You know, I do know my way around the internet. You know, I know it is a series of tubes. But uh, yeah, I guess... It's not a big truck. I guess I don't go around and I uh, put up voting polls on our website because that's Wackerly's department. I produce the podcast. I produce the audio. Wackerly does all the HTML. Right. Exactly. Yes. Because, I have nothing more to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's so, true. So You are a little tarted, but that's, that's fine. I me. might be a tard, but the fact of the matter is if, if I had your HTML Bible book that you use, I yeah. could figure out how to put up a fucking voting poll on our website. But what I don't understand, my second issue here with this uh quote this comment is what 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 would kendra do with a fan clan section what what does he want from us here here's here's my theory (laughs) all the dudes on the sick and wrong forum page have read because kendra told them on the forum page that she sent a picture of her vagina to us oh so they all want the vagina i think they believe that if they give her her own section and if they just lavish on the adulation at some point in the future a picture of her vagina will be posted to the page 
I think it's pure, pure, pure crass horniness on the part of these other dudes. Yeah, but does Kendra not realize that these dudes are like probably between the ages of 12 and 14? I'm not even saying Kendra would ever do that. I'm saying these 12 and 14-year-olds are deluded enough to believe that that will happen. Just a theory. Yeah, so... I don't see why not. I mean... Yeah, I but guess I, we know, could put up a vote. Thinking. We could put up a vote. I mean, so what? What is the vote here? Should I don't Kendra understand. Have a fan clan yeah, section. I, I can't see anybody voting no. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, we might as well just put one up. I don't think it's a, you know. I, I think uh, Die Hard. You should give Kendra a fan clan section because she is probably the hottest chick that listens to the podcast. Yeah, probably. Well, don't you think so? We I've seen her veg. It's yeah, great. We haven't seen pictures of all the all the chicks who listen, all the myriad girls who listen to the show. Yeah, you know what? Maybe we should do is have like a section on the website where you can vote for the hottest, sick, and wrong chick fan. Well, they'd have to put their pictures up. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, girls. Send us in pictures, topless pictures preferably, and we'll post <laughs> them on the website, and uh, we'll let the fans vote, and we can decide who's the hottest female fan of Sick and Wrong, the podcast. I don't know if that's going to happen, but <laughs> let's put it out there to be considered for a little while. Let the idea brew, and then I think we'll bring it back. And this goes place. without saying, no dudes. No dudes. No dudes. Even if you tuck, no dudes. No dudes. All right, going on here, um, we got another email from Kinder Murder, who I think, I think that's another pseudonym. He says, in episode 84, you talk about Satanists and are pretty unclear on what they do and what they believe in. <laughs> True. <laughs> Here's a quick tutorial. A Satanist is just a gay, anti-Christian religion where they do the exact opposite of what the Bible teaches. He's using gay purely as a term of abuse there, right? Not, I think he's saying... Not referring, really homosexual men or women. He's just saying, like, gay. I think he's saying gay as in lame. Yeah, lame. Yeah, gay. Uh, for instance, where the Bible says, if someone slaps you in the face, turn the other cheek, the Satanists say, if someone slaps you in the face, punch him ten times in the face, and then rape his children. <laughs> No devil worshiping is involved. Satan just so happens to be the opposite of God. And according to Christians in the Bible, every religion that isn't Christian is Satanism. Devil worshipers, on the other hand, do these weird sacrifices and blood orgies, but are often mixed up with the pretty harmless Satanists. Kisses. <laughs> you know what? I'm actually quite familiar with Satanism. He's really bad mouthing the Satanists, though. I kind of want to. I want a rebuttal from a practicing Satanist. You know, I've been trying. One of the guests I was trying to get on the uh, for the for this week's show was um, uh, one of the founders of the Church of Satan, who is actually local, based in uh, San Francisco. Well, the Church of Satan is headquartered here, right? Or well, was no, the it headquarters now is in New York, but originally oh, it was headquartered yeah. in San Francisco. And so I was trying to get an interview with her, but um. Yeah, she flaked, much like everyone else did. And well, that's why the podcast ended up being late. Maybe this will provoke her to come on the show. and uh, Just to clarify what Satanism actually is. Now, basically, Satanism is just a religion of indulgence. And I don't know if you've ever read the Satanic Bible, but Anton LaVey is just a pervert who wanted a bunch of young girls, any girl that's in the ceremony, to be butt naked. It's a ridiculous religion. It's like believing in the Tooth Fairy or the Easter Bunny. Right. Seriously, I don't even buy into it. Thanks, Kinder Murder, for uh, sending in that one. We appreciate it. And uh, people, in other news, we're back on Open Grave Radio. I don't even know if people even noticed that we were off Open Grave Radio. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. There uh, had to be one guy. Well, a few months ago, we used to be on Open Grave Radio, and then they told us that they wanted to get back to playing music. And then all of a sudden, we're 
they uh, emailed me just the other day and said, hey, we have a new station manager. We want to get you guys back on. So, hey, whatever. You know, I'm always glad to get a new affiliate. So the new station manager is a, manager is a big fan of our show, or he just wants something besides music, I guess? You know, I think they, they must be desperate for programs. <laughs> desperate for programming, so they're coming back and uh, asking just, sick and wrong to be back on. Can they just throw in, like, two more 20-minute-long death metal dirges <laughs> and fill up that airtime? I mean, you'd think it'd be easy. Yeah, you, you'd think they would. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, I think they want some variety. But some I, Simon and Wackerly. Exactly. Spice I, I think, things up. I think they want some quality. It's like you can only play, you know, so many grindcore songs, death metal songs. They all start sounding songs. alike. They all start sounding the same, so then you kind of cut in some Simon and Wackerly, and then you enjoy it. Right. So, uh, yeah, go check it out, opengraveradio.com. I think we're on Thursdays from, like, 1 to 2. Sweet. Well, people, nice stay, lot. stay tuned. We'll be back next week with uh, episode 89. Uh, real quick, in the future, I know we're going to be having my brother on before the Folsom Street Fair which is uh, coming up. It's a big San Francisco gay festival at the end of September. Well, I think it's more of a subset than just gay. Yeah. It's a leather <laughs> festival. It's a bear festival. It's a pervert festival. I, you know, is your brother a bear? Or is he a know. baby bear? I think my brother might be an otter. <laughs> a squirrel? <laughs> a squirrel. <laughs> I think he might be a gerbil. Yeah, I, I don't even really know how to define him. I don't like the implications of that. But he's going to be in the uh, Sick and Wrong studio soon enough with one of his friends. And I think we're going to have to invest in some plastic tarps to cover the seats because I'm oh, not taking definitely. any chances. Visqueen? Yeah, definitely. Some I don't know. Lysol? <laughs> <laughs> some Febreze? Something. I don't know. So anyway, uh, stay tuned. Next week we'll be back with episode 89. Until then, take it sleazy.
Gracias.